0: so I love the Blackfist Furnace with me, Robert.
1: With me, Pete. My night, Mo. At In here. Corona cheer, week.
0: Obviously. Week seven? Six? Week seven?
1: Six? Bro, week too it's, long. It's, That's what it is. Week too long. It's week, week today. Like.
0: It's the new normal. Everybody uh, inside the houses.
1: <laughs> bro, bro, bro. Let's. So, you're a music teacher, surely you can come up with something better. I don't sing, sing. Don't, <laughs> I don't, don't, sing don't. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. Fact, um, I've got bars, you know, evidently not.
0: I've got well, bars, right. all,
2: right, all the
1: got the some hay- bars in
0: it now. You guys aren't ready, you guys aren't ready. Swear, so, yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't ready. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> don't worry, we gassed you
0: anyway. Anyway, welcome to the Blacks' Furnace, guys. Um, yeah, should we go into sorry, not sorry.
1: Yeah,
2: let's. It's me. Who's in the Yeah, it's me today, bro. Oh, it's a
1: month. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Tia, you sound a bit too happy about that, you know? <laughs> no, no, no. I,
1: I haven't even planned anything. Okay, I'll- Cool, all right. Yes. Um... Hold on, let me just fix these headphones.
0: Yes.
2: Cool.
0: So, God is all loving. God yes. Wants, God, God wants us all to come to him. mm no continue continue (laughs) the statement so my question is in God's all-lovingness and God's Mm all-knowingness like God knows the way to make all of us want to come to him yes and like we've all had our experience with God in a way that has made us desire to have a relationship with God
1: no no your question. We'll your question.
0: Okay. Yeah, the question. okay question being if god is all loving and, and all knowing why doesn't he just come and interact with all of us in the way that he knows will make us want to have a desire to come and know him he
2: has in the person of jesus and it's the case in which so um firstly yes god is all loving and the ultimate good in him being overloving, the ultimate good for every human being is to have a personal and intimate relationship with him through Christ. But the fact is, we are all we all um, have free will. And so in that it, it, it will be the best for us to be able to have this love and intimate relationship with him. We get to choose whether we want to have that or not. And he isn't going to violate our free will so in as much as yes he wants us to he cannot violate our free will to initiate a relationship with us if we don't want it um
0: Uh, i'm not so much talking about him violating our our free will i'm talking more so about packaging him in such a way that 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 he knows would make us want to
2: but and the, the thing as well is that in him packaging himself it's it's such it's such that god is holy and it's his holiness is such that there is nothing like him and okay so with our natural disposition being towards sin and being towards everything that is against god the only way that god can package himself that we would want him is if he gives us a totally new nature which the bible says he takes away a heart of stone and gives us a heart of flesh to be able to desire him in the first place um and there's that so you could argue why doesn't he take everyone's heart of stone and give everyone a heart of flesh um, I don't know. That's in his infinite wisdom he has chosen not to. Um, but yeah, I think in the person of Jesus, he has presented himself as holy, as righteous, as willing to forgive us our sins in Jesus. But as human beings, it's almost like Jesus. the, the cross is a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. We want to be able to go to God in our own strength where it's like, God, like I, I come to you. Where Christianity is very much like, I come to you in Jesus. Nothing in my hands I ring, solely to the cross I cling. And that right there, I believe is a massive stumbling block for people accepting God, because he has made the way accessible and open to everyone. But the reality is, as humans, we, we will choose to kind of stand on our own too. We want to be that self-made man. And that's, that's, that's the sin of pride. Where it's like, we will be like God. I've had conversations with people where it was like, yeah, on judgment day, I will go to God and I will reason with him. Like, you know the situations I was going through, so I had to do this bad. So you need to, like, forgive me. I'm like, bro, that's, that's not how it works. You know God's holy and just righteous. It's like God can't change who he is. He is holy, he is righteous, and he can't accept anything be- below that. So, yeah, I think he has packaged himself in a way. Um, we need to not want everything to be palatable to us. We need to be able to submit and to, and to surrender to a higher and a greater than us. And that is what we see in a person of Jesus, where it's just like we are submitting to his finished work on the cross. We are submitting to what he has done. We are submitting to the fact that we are sinful. And that's that's the reality. People don't want to necessarily face the facts of we are sinful. We are broken. We are fallen. And there's nothing that we can do against that. Our morality is but filthy rags before him. And it's like the only thing that we can do is lay our efforts down and accept the free gift in his son. Um, and I believe that that, that is the most beautiful package you can ever have. That's like, yo, you do not have to do anything but accept God's love. And God's love is in the person of Jesus. And it's like, that's all you need to accept. That's, that's it. I don't, I don't believe that there's a better display of love. There's a better display of God's willingness to have us than for him to come down and die for us. Now I I recognise what you say in terms of the personable. So one person may like flowers and so God may speak to them through flowers and they'll be like, yeah, but this and I'm just like, yo, let's see yeah, that's that'll be my answer in terms of God has presented himself in a way that is personable. It's just onto us to submit to it. I'm not sure if that answers your question in a way that is pleasing to you. <laughs>
0: it will do.
1: It will do. <laughs> I think there's a. It's, it's a hard, um, probably a long thought um, argument between why God doesn't. Uh, if he knows what, if he knows all things, and he knows what, why doesn't he just do that? But I think the. Um, and of course, there are doctrinal, yeah. There's different doctrines on this, but I think, uh, as Mo said, you know, there's if 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 God is to do anything that overrides our ability to, well, uh, again, like I said, there's different doctrines, and I don't know if even agree with this one. If we if God does anything to override our ability to let what He's given us, then it's no, 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 That's what I think. Not not to say that He doesn't. Do all he can. He did all he could, you know. Jesus came and did everything as as Mo said as Mo said, yeah. But I think anything else is game in the system. Anything else is building a robot, and that cannot ever be um, capable of true love.
0: So, would you say then that God wouldn't? God, God didn't have to do something as elaborate as causing Paul to be blind and meeting him under the Damascus Road as he did for. For, for, for paul's heart to be turned to him
2: oh i think i think that in in paul's um conversion paul was living life and god like and this this is what we see consistently throughout the bible and so this is what this is what i i kind of envision when i'm speaking about election where it's like we see god purposefully like intersecting himself into people's lives where we see Abraham and he purposefully intersects himself into Abraham's life and it's like, come out and go live, like, go to a place that will show you. Moses purposefully intersecting himself through the burning bush. So, and with Paul, he's on his way to Damascus and purposefully just intersecting himself. And through this, we kind of see... Um, so I get what you're saying in terms of the personal interactions and the personal relationships that we have with God are initiated by him. And so why doesn't he initiate um, those relationships with everyone in the world? In a way they would
0: get their attention.
2: And it's I would have to literally just relate that back to um, election, um, where it's, it's very much like, the Bible, especially in the New, oh, throughout the entire Bible, it has it uses this language of um, the remnant, the elect, the chosen people, a chosen race, a ch- uh, you are a chosen race, like a royal priesthood. Like there's, there's, there's a notion of being c- called apart, being set apart. Um, and I would, I would have to just take it back to that where it's just like, for some reason, for some in God's wisdom for some reason he has placed his hand on different people um and i know that it sounds harsh it sounds cold um and it grubs against our um like adamance on free will but yeah just that yeah god is sovereign and some things you just need to say well God can do whatever He wants. Amen. But yeah, I do. I do get your question. Why doesn't God do it like more personally? And I'm just like, it's almost like for God so loved the world, so in Christ He has given this display. Um, why doesn't He impress it more personally on every single person's heart? I don't
1: know. Okay, so um, Mo. Yes, not necessarily along the same lines, but he um,
2: always just piggybacks of the last you're question. Such like, a big, what a big, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, okay, okay, I okay, will okay, ask a different question altogether. No, nah, go
2: for it, go for it. You can ask well, two, double up.
1: Actually, I could, I was gonna say, so, um, you've most certainly heard of the, you know, vessels. Some vessels are made for honour, some are made yes. for yes. dishonour, whatever. Destruction. Um, in Islam, there is also a uh, a thought that Allah can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. Yes. And, you know, whether or not he shows mercy to you is his prerogative. Yes. Is Paul making the same point about Jehovah? Um,
2: I don't think he is.
1: Okay, and that's um, um and just to clarify if Paul is saying that God chooses to make vessels of honor and chooses to make some for destruction, he's also saying that God chooses to make some people to die and to be sent to hell. Yes. <laughs>
2: he
1: chooses yes. To make some people to yes. die and to go to heaven. Yes. So, yeah, so the 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 same point I'm saying is is Paul saying God is as you know it, it's at his prerogative in the same way that in Islam, mm. Islam says whether or not Allah is going to be good is at his prerogative. Yeah.
2: Yeah. First, I just have to say, what's your version doing? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's doing right now. Yeah. Oh God.
1: So so grateful for that. Listeners cannot see. <laughs> see what is, what is happening. <laughs> what we are watching is the degradation of the human mind <laughs> Of the human After, what? You
2: after
1: after weeks and weeks of isolation and lockdown do
2: you know what yeah riley from boondocks's voice has popped into my head when you're about to do the description it's a good thing that you did it and not me but um coming back to the question i think um i do believe that that's pretty much what paul is not what paul is saying is that god has chosen to make some vessels for honor other for destruction even in the language that he uses, he's like, um, what is it if, as a potter, God has chosen to do this? Mm. Um, so from my reading it and stuff, is it, and I might be mistaken, but I, I don't think he was actually saying this is what he was doing, but almost alluding to okay. that what if, as a okay. master potter, he had chosen to do this. But even if he has chosen to do that... I still don't think it's in the same category as how the Muslims present it, primarily because his mercy is assured in the person of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Whilst in Islam, his mercy is whimsical. There's no assurance of his mercy. Okay. And so you could have done everything that you're supposed to have done, but his mercy hasn't been extended to you because he's like, you're still sinful Mm -hmm. in essence. But in Jesus, in the person of Jesus, we're like, you're like you don't stand on your own righteousness there's nothing that you can do question yes
0: so let's say god has created some 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 people for destruction hmm. has his mercy done been extended to them as well if he's already decided that he's going to destroy them
2: yes because they still enjoy his common grace and even and even in them being destroyed it will be in line with their free will because they have chosen to reject him. So God is a just God. He wouldn't punish you for something you have not done. And so if you're punished, then the reality is you're a sinner. We're all sinners saved by grace. And so our salvation should be more of a surprise than their condemnation. Again, that sounds cold. But it's, it's like, path. yeah, but it, 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 it's, it's essentially that it's like we don't deserve salvation. We deserve to be punished. But in his infinite mercy, he has given us himself in his son to be like, yo, I'm redeeming. And so people normally think about election from the perspective of God is saying, you're going to come to heaven. You're going to go to hell. But I heard someone explain it. I read a book actually that explained it from a perspective of all of you men are going to hell but god is like no you come to me you come to me you come to me so it isn't that he's chosen you go to hell you have chosen to go to hell by your decisions and in his mercy and in his love he's he's like touching on people's hearts and saying come to me come to me come to me come to me and even in the preaching of the gospel that's almost like the general call where it's like everyone come to me but then as humans we are actively rejecting that call and God is supernaturally touching the hearts and saying, yo, come to me. So, yeah, I think that's the difference between the um, Islamic notion of salvation and the mercy of God and the, and the Christian notion. I think Christianity is the only faith that is able to almost give you an assurance or have that sense of like, ground in faith my faith is rooted in the person of jesus and not in the whimsical notion of god's mercy
1: okay oh uh, that's that's perfectly fine um again i i haven't um i don't subscribe entirely to the Calvinist point of view or hmm. the thing, but um i think that explanation of it is actually quite good um especially because the focus is Christ, or at least that that aspect of it. The focus being Christ. The focus hmm. being God's already demonstrated His mercy in Christ. Um, my my, the reason why I don't think that um, they are the same, um, to to offer an alternative view, is because I think in in Paul saying, I think what you said about him making an illusion, almost making a point, is true. In that, I don't think Paul is saying. God has, or well, at least I, I think, I don't think Paul is saying, God has said, you hell, you hell, yeah. you good, He created us. But I think in, um, and it's probably along the same lines, but in God creating you, knowing that you reject him, I can almost then say, it's, you know, I can technically then say, well, God's, if, if I allow you to do something, and I could have stopped you, in being omniscient uh, or being omnipotent, then you can to some degree say, I have done that, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, So I think when Paul is saying that, just as you said, it would be in alignment with the person's free will. It's not by causation or God doesn't cause for that person's free will to choose to go to hell. What God Mm -hmm. does is provide the means for them to go to heaven and they reject it. Um, or they don't accept those means So it's, it's slightly different in that I don't believe what they're saying and, and that's not what you said as, as well You hell, you hell, you heaven But it's God saying I know what you choose I've given you a way to come to me If you don't, the, you can't blame me Kind of thing mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's that's a It's good a sad, one, sad,
2: situation God. And it's like, I think one um, Rebuttal to someone who asked um will god send people to hell who don't choose him in on earth that I've, i just found really profound the person was like why would god force you to be with him for eternity if you didn't
1: want to be with him on earth yeah yeah and it's yeah. just yeah. like
2: you have chosen that
1: yeah I, I wrote a poem and i was like you know if uh, you spend the entirety of your life rejecting god or saying you don't want to be with him, then why would you be surprised when Eternity gives you exactly what you've asked for? But cool. All right. oh, More survive. I thought we were going to ask two questions. No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy with that one. I think we've... Uh,
0: Do uh, want we... to read us that poem, Peter? Sorry? Do you want to read us that poem?
1: I want to read you that poem? Yeah. No, I remember the line from it. I don't remember where it is.
0: That's what the search option is for, Peter. <laughs>
1: No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> we should do a poem one again. La- the, our last poem, our last poetry one was really good.
0: Mm. i have actually wanting to talk about like poetry and stuff and where everyone is with that. But that's yeah. not for today. That's not for today. Actually, maybe we can tie it in a little bit later on, maybe.
2: You and your tangents. Well, yeah, 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 of course.
0: Oh, yeah. So, Friday, I was on Netflix and I watched the the, the Rachel Dozel Dozel documentary she's
1: got a documentary
0: now yeah yeah she got a documentary it's called uh, the rachel divide i thought
1: that was that
0: was some that i played there between the rachel and the racial because you tried to pretend to be black and white i thought yeah they got worse they got worse <laughs> and um, through watching the, the documentary it makes a bit more sense how she got into this journey of <laughs> wanting to be a black woman <laughs> okay. um it was, yeah so basically um her parents adopted like four black kids and and like she had like a really a really like bad um childhood because of her parents and stuff and um i don't know it was weird even even still like i can try and explain it but it still doesn't make sense like at one point she was saying how she would have dreams that um she was on a slave ship being taken from africa
2: whoa whoa (laughs) what
0: all the craziness. But you know what? She's she's actually like a really talented artist. Like really, really, really talented artist.
2: I was about to say something, but <laughs> yeah, low blow.
0: <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so um I was watching that with some friends and then afterwards we started talking about we talked about the documentary and then we talked about the Michael Do- the Michael Jordan documentary. I don't know if you, any any of you guys have seen that.
2: Nah, no, you, you mentioned it. You mentioned it last week, well, I think. Yeah, or
0: we'll watch yeah. it, it's good, it's good. Um and so we're just discussing like What's discussion about can you get to the level of someone like Michael Jordan and not allow that to have an impact on your faith as in like can you be so dedicated to a craft and not allow that to get in the way of your 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 relationship with God because obviously you're spending hours upon hours upon hours doing this stuff thinking about the stuff constantly do you think that that that'll have an effect on being a christian if he was a christian or um, anyone else who could get to that high level can you do both
1: i i think i think certainly because um there are examples of such like maybe i don't know if i'd say you know michael jordan level i don't know how legendary he really is in terms of basketball of course I know him I know the shoes I've heard of him I know the Chicago Bulls and all of that but um you've got people like Steph Curry who is a professing Christian who um by all uh, you know by all accounts is a a genuine Christian you've got um I know you know some martial artists Wonderboy um that's uh, Ben has Benson Henderson that are all professing Christians um is Tim Brady, is it Tom Brady? Tom Brady, uh, one of those the guys.
0: American football guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom who's Brady. Also pro- yeah, who's also. Pro- it's either Tom Brady or someone else. Um, I also know the the cross, one of the longest reigning CrossFit champions was is also a um, professing Christian. And all of these guys are at the top of their game. You know, they're all elite level athletes. And to some extent, I think they would also say their faith has enabled them to get there because they you know they view their craft they view their um, sport as doing something for the Lord and thus they do it with excellence so I think there are examples of exactly that so people who are able to reach or attain a certain level of um, of, of elite level or to attain you know that elite level and are still Christian I don't think it I don't think those two are mutually exclusive at all
2: yeah i think i have to agree i think it 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 isn't without its challenges Uh. um i would recognize that there will be some challenges there will be a lot of challenges um but i do think like from paul being able to say whether you eat or drink do all things to the glory of god come on um so for me i'll be like i don't necessarily have to be doing things that are overtly christian in terms of like i'm on a track running and i need to be saying john three sixteen as i'm running i don't necessarily need to be doing that but i can be honoring god and i can be very mindful of my relationship with him as i live out the life that he's placed before me um so yeah i don't think it can be a hindrance it can be a hindrance but i do recognize that it will have its unique challenges um to balance um the demands of being like what being that high in your profession, whether it be a surgeon, an athlete, whatever it will be, dedicating yourself to your craft, and still dedicating yourself faith-wise to actually being a part of a local church and all of them things there. Um, I, I do do you know like there will be there will be challenges. Like Michael Jordan just walking up to your local church and just w- worshiping and like, that would be dope to see, but service might be a madness.
0: How do you feel if Michael Jordan did come, up to, come to your church?
2: <laughs> I think the sermon will get dashed to the side. Everyone's trying to get signatures and get him to talk.
1: <laughs> this, this is the problem. Yeah, celebrities get put in this, like, yeah, celebrity. And, and, you know, I mean, more often than not celebrities, are celebrities because they are exceptional at something. Mm-hmm. Except for, well, even, even Kim Kardashian. But... The um, exceptional
0: actually. all right. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That's one part of
2: the podcast. That's one part of the podcast that we don't need to edit out.
1: I just left it. I just <laughs> left it. You didn't have to go there, but no. Um, and and so that gets confused with spiritual maturity, and I mm. think yeah, that's a that's a dangerous thing. Yeah.
0: So for us lower level peons,
1: um, speak about yourself.
0: No, I'll speak about, about you guys. Nothing. The us was was me being empathetic with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just,
1: just just on the same thing. I actually think there's also challenges, or there should be a challenge in mediocrity. If you're if you're doing like, I think there shouldn't be to begin with. I don't think there should be a secular sacred divide in the things that we do. If we're you know we we have to walk by faith. We are spiritual beings. We should allow that to permeate everything we do the things so if if there is if there is an acceptance of mediocrity i think that should be challenging as well i think we shouldn't want to be being
2: average average. nah nah because it's i think um, part of the fruits of the holy spirit um, and I'm not gonna say like excellence is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, but if you're doing everything to the glory of God, you want to give God your best. So whatever you're that. doing, you
1: never give average gifts. No, it's
2: like not to. It's like whatever you're doing, e- even if you're just a cook, like whatever you're doing, like and, and I don't when I say when I say not average and stuff, I don't necessarily mean that you have to be like a Michelin star cook, all of them things there. no. but in everything that you do, like put your heart into it put your heart into it give it your all like yeah, yeah. like you um you, you, you're a living sacrifice and everything you do is a sacrifice unto the lord and so like lay yourself out um love like cook just live life in such a way that points like let your light shine that people see your good works and glorify your father in heaven yeah.
0: so so like, but like, if you so so like, what if you know? So let's say you're like giving it your all, but you know that you could do it at maybe a level above what you're doing. at. should you seek to go up to that next level, or just continue at the level you're at, going as hard as you, you you are.
1: If I'm to be perfectly candid, if you know you can do better, you should do better. I think there's there's, and this is me speaking to myself as well. There's a laziness that. I think we've accepted, is that we're just coasting by or we don't care enough about what we're doing. I think
2: I'll, I think I'll challenge you on that. I agree I All agree right. with the premise. But the reason I'll challenge you on that is, um, and this, this this is like a slightly controversial statement. Actually, I won't make the statement. No, make the statement, make the statement. <laughs> I think was, um, there was one preacher that was asked if women can preach if they believe it's their gifting. And he's like, just because you believe something is your gifting doesn't mean you've, you've got the opportunity to do it. Okay. And so the and it's like I agree with what you're saying in premise. Um but, but I'm like, just because you can go to the next level, is God calling you to go to the next level. It's God well,
1: so here's no here's a question though. Here's a question. If what I'm doing is in sacrifice, is in service, is a mm-hmm. gift to God, is God saying, Don't give me your best?
2: So what what the the reason that I would the reason that I would push against that is almost so I can cook but I know I can cook better if I put in the work. Mm. Does that mean I should go train to be a chef? No,
1: but that means you should cook better when you can.
2: When I can, but I know that in order to do that, I would need to be intentional about training. If that makes sense, I'll be in, in, I need to be intentional about taking in information that enhances my skills. I know that my inability to cook better comes from an ignorance or lack of knowledge Mm. as to what, what flavors go together what ingredients to make things taste better blah 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 so i would then have to put in extra work to do that so i said it's
0: okay not to put in the extra work
2: what i would say is it's okay not to push yourself on everything Um, to be able to push yourself on the things that you believe god is calling you to push yourself on if you're if you're not pushing yourself on the things that god has placed on your heart then i agree with peter wholeheartedly. you're being lazy and the Holy Spirit needs to convict you on that to be able to strive to actually mm. give your role into it. But it's a case in which um, I play table tennis, but I'm not particularly trying to play table tennis for the Olympics. I can get better, but it doesn't necessarily mean spend all of my time playing table tennis and not taking care of my family.
1: I see. I see what you're saying. And I think maybe I, what I, I agree um, because not everything we do requires that yeah. um or, or is yeah. so i think what i should have said or, or how our amend is saying the things that god has put on your heart to do yeah
2: 110 percent to ability. the best of
1: your ability yeah. and you should strive to be you know not not to be the best but to be the best that you can be at it mm. whatever that mm-hmm. is uh, i think i think that's that's more accurate whatever god's put on your heart to do but i also think you know maybe god hasn't put on my heart God's put on my heart to provide for my family. I have to do that to the best of my ability, if that makes sense. Facts, yeah. Um,
0: Does that mean being a millionaire then? I don't
1: need to be a millionaire.
2: But you can be a millionaire and still not provide for your family. Oh,
1: (laughs) there you go. (laughs) But there you go, yeah. No, but
0: I'm talking more about, like, if you earn more money, then there's more things that you can provide for your family to give them a better quality of
1: life. But again, I guess that would be, you know, what's God called you to and is God's called you to take care of your family, yes. But if he's called you to take care of your family by, you know, being a teacher, be the best teacher you can be. That's your career. That's what yeah. God's called you to do. But then not necessarily, you know, strive. Might not make you a millionaire. Yeah, it might not make you a millionaire. But that doesn't mean just going and search for a private school or keep searching for the most money. Hey, go
2: work in Dubai.
1: Go work in exactly. It's, hey. it's not that, Yeah. And
2: I think I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree that it's not it's not a monetary reflection. Yeah. There's no monetary reflection. Um, hearing good and faithful servant doesn't come with a pay slip. So it's very much just like being faithful and being, yeah, just being faithful in what God has called you to do and doing that to the best of your ability. And for the most part, the challenge is regardless of whether you get paid or not are like good faithful preachers some of them don't really get much but they know like this is what god has called me to do good some good and faithful fathers are like stacking shelves in tesco or sainsbury's and not knocking that job but it's like this is what god has called me to and this is what i need to do in this season and it's just like yeah it's just recognizing that yo i honor your heart for your family irrespective of the situation. Do you think it's God that
0: allows some people to elevate to the higher positions than others? So like you have like your faithful like local pastors, and then you've got like your John Piper's and Francis Chan's. Do you think it's God that enables that, or do you think that's just hard work and like good positioning?
1: I I think it's a it's kind of a combination of both. In that mm. there was one servant given five talents. There was one given. Uh, to those one given one and it was by virtue of God had made them with a certain capacity with a certain potential and you know their hard work their you know diligence is what would maybe get them to that potential but they all had a different capacities and that's not to say one is better than the other the pastor that's in charge of 10 people could be making a more significant difference in the lives of those 10 people than a John Piper would. Facts, it, and and it, it's more so what has what's the capacity God has made you at and functioning at that capacity. I I think anything else ends up being our measure of success. Yeah, mm-hmm. J- John Piper is internationally known, and thus that might mean he's more um, successful than the pastor of ten, but that's not entirely true. That's nowhere near true. If you look at what God says to <laughs> those that cast out demons in His name and did the miracles in His name, when He says, "I didn't know you." You know it's, I think those become earthly measures of success. Mm-hmm. But God, who sees the heart, knows what He made you for. And you know, if you work to that capacity, if you work in diligence, I think God recognizes that. And at the end, that's the, that's the most important recognition there is. Yeah, I have to agree. Cool. Yeah.
0: Question <laughs> Let me let me word this right. Do you think? Like, thinking introspectively, do you think that there's a difference between what you think you can achieve and what you can actually achieve? Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, do. You be- for me personally, I do believe so. Um, I know that God has been challenging me on my perception of my capacity. So... I'm I'm like, family is my first ministry. And so I always need to ensure that my family are sitting good. Like I am here present. I am not actively investing externally more so than I am internally. Where it's, I'm at every church meeting every week. And these times I'm not at home to put my kids to sleep. Like I'm not evangelising and like... Um, winning souls of the entire nation these times my kids never see me or they see me on a saturday morning when i'm tired after all the evangelism but god has been challenging me as well where it's just like all right you know you are actually i am actually able to handle a bit more than i think i am i don't know what that practically looks like but that's been the challenge that i am at practically able to handle more than i think i am so i think the scope of my capacity is being challenged and what is being put on my plate is being questioned. So I have, I have personally tried to restrict how much I put on my plate, which earthly speaking humanly speaking is wise. So I don't burn out. I don't overstretch myself, blah, blah, blah. But God is almost saying I'm, I'm I've, I've become a bit comfortable. So it's almost that stretching again. So I do think that again, I would have to say in leadership with God sometimes we overstretch ourselves and this and that but yeah for me leadership with god 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 knows our capacity and allowing him to like put more or take things off of the plate as and when it's needed to be
1: yeah i agree, Could no, I agree with that completely i think personally speaking more often than not i it, it it's um there's ebbs and flows there are times where i think i can do you know, everything, and then realize I can't, and the times where I, I don't think I can do anything, um, and, and, you know, realize that I can. And it's just, I think for me, it keeps going back to, oh, I have to keep going back to God and, and seeing if He wants me to do anything, and trusting that if He wants me to do it, then He will enable me to do it. Mm-hmm. it. For me, it always comes back to just going back to Him. He is the light that will guide me to go to places, but then He's also the might that will empower me to do those things. 100 how about yourself Robert
0: Um, if I'm being truly honest uh, well I don't have a family to use as (laughs) a reason why (laughs) thankfully yeah yeah, I I definitely feel like I'm operating at quite below what I could be and should be but then but then on the other end of the scale scale, I've got these these like grandiose ideas about what I could do (laughs) and I'm not sure how realistic they are? Maybe they are realistic, and I, I, I'm just not giving giving myself enough credit with, with with the abilities I've been given. Well, maybe I maybe I'm just dreaming a bit too big, and I'm just being a bit too lazy, and so nothing's meeting in the
2: middle. Woes, I know, right? Dilemmas.
1: I mean, I think it's important to be prayerful about it because the worst thing would be. Yeah, to get into heaven, but then to realize that there was so much God had planned or God had wanted you to do. Um, would it
0: even matter it's... by the time you're in heaven?
1: I think so. Not, not, not in the sense, not in a catastrophic sense, but in a sense of wanting my master to be happy. Like, yeah, mate, it won't matter. You'll you be in heaven. Like, yes. <laughs> The argument would be like, I made it. <laughs> I'm here now. But I think that's why that can't be the motivation that's why it can't be just wanting to get into heaven but it has to be or at least i think it has to be an understanding of what was given an understanding of yeah. the love that god has for us and, and what our response to that genuinely is if we genuinely understand it so yeah. that, that's why i pray for anyway mm. yeah. Um,
0: yeah well what's this sick tangent right here <laughs> speak of the <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> I agree.
2: Man announced.
0: Man announced the tangent. I was so proud of it, but I'm not proud of it anymore. <laughs> anyway. You sound so... like
2: Adam and Eve. What <laughs> you mean? So proud of eating the fruit, and I'm um, not proud of it anymore. Amen.
0: Well, I don't think they were ever not proud of eating the fruit. I think they were just ashamed of being naked. But we're no, not, not divergent. What's, what's the words? Digress. Digressing. Yeah. I wanted us to talk about poetry now because we're going to talk about poetry. And I was going to set up, but I was like, no, I'm not setting up anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's writing going for you guys?
1: Are you going to go yeah. into it now?
2: Yeah, why not? I'll let Peter go first.
1: Um, I found I found I'm writing more um, article style stuff, not necessarily poems. And I've been thinking about poems. I've been wanting to write poems. I've been wanting to do poetry. Um, so I know it's coming back, but it's the way, the way I've always written, or the way it always was, was the poem comes to me and just none are coming at the moment.
2: I hear that. I hear that. Man says as he yawns. <laughs> Sure been a yeah. long I think on my part, um, I, haven't ri- I haven't written. I haven't written. I stopped. Um, Is that for it, like on
0: purpose?
2: Yeah. And it's bizarre because it's. I used to be so prolific with my writing. Um, but I realized that. Me being prolific was just <laughs> writing for writing's sake. Um, just to, be able to say like yeah like I knocked out 15 poems today in it um like facts 15 poems not edited like bare grammatical mistakes the idea wasn't cohesive it was just it was just nuts but I started to I think two years ago I started to take my writing a bit more seriously I started to go to like workshops and just go into master classes and stuff to see oh and I saw just how much goes into the craft and how much like it takes to write good work. And I was just like, fam, I'm not, I'm not doing this justice. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm playing. I'm playing as a writer. Um and I realized that I lack the motivation to actually put in the work. I'd rather put in the work of the visual stuff. So I've I've kind of just put writing on the back burner for the minute and i'm just focusing on the visual stuff um but i kind of feel myself going back to w- poetry slightly uh, but i know that my writing style is going to be different so yeah i was going to say something but it'll be revealing a bit too much you guys know but the listeners don't but yeah um exclusive don't know so my writing is almost going to be pushed into that arena um So yeah, we'll kind of see how that fleshes out. Mm. But yeah, I just recognise that, bro. Like, it, there's a lot of work that goes into writing, mm. and yeah, it's just I was just playing at being a writer. Mm. How about yourself, Robert?
0: Um, well, I I'm in a quite unique position of being at a working for a poetry company. Mm. And like so that that gives me a chance to just like taking like a lot of poetry from all these different places, and it gets me a bit mad, you know, because
2: <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so much better than so many of these people. <laughs> <laughs> See that pride? I,
0: I, I, I know it's, it's pride, but but then I feel like it's, it's truth. Yeah, it's like
1: it's pride, but it's also true.
0: Not so much because of my ability, but because of the lack of ability of people. Oh, or maybe it's, it's a bit of both. Um, but yeah, I have, like, I can write if you ask me to write a poem. Like, these days, I don't just be writing because I feel the inspiration. Um, maybe because I'm just, I feel like I'm just, like, so much in my head these days that I don't have that mental, that, like, mental freeness to just put something down. Um Partly because I've been indoors all this time, but even even still, even before we were on lockdown, I wasn't right that much. But if you ask me to write something, I could write
2: something. Um, so write something.
0: Okay, I did write something the other day.
2: Yeah, write something right now. What's
0: what's what's the subject?
2: Um, this is awkward.
0: You on the spot, yeah
2: See that reversal? Right about right about Nintendo Switch.
0: Mm, okay I alright I please and I'll get back to you I vo- <laughs> I, I'll perform on the
1: next episode hey I will hold it to that
0: you <laughs> both it's cool um, yeah I do want to get back into writing it's, it's like so fun to do a fun way to just express yourself um, but yeah uh, like Mo I just wasn't putting the work in that that I needed to mm. and um, I feel like I, I could get back into it if I wanted to I just don't want to at the moment but I will Cool. And I'll be diligent with it what it's been given to me. So I will strive to be the best I can be with it.
1: That for yourself. Can you not... Oh, gosh. <laughs> anyway, oh. let's round up. <laughs> let's round up. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, hookups? Hookups. Hook can I go first? You can. Did I say this? Did I say this last week? Extraction.
2: Yes. Well, no, no. You said no. it to us. No, to us.
1: Okay. Yeah. 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 So, check out Extraction. It's a it's a good film. It's action. You know, there's not there's not like a groundbreaking story there, but it's good action. It's really good action. It's like John Wick, but a little bit more realistic. A little bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's good. It's good fun. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, um, filmed in India with some Bollywood, um. With some Bollywood stars, and yeah, that's really really good. There we go. Nice, yeah. nice, nice
0: extraction. Uh, my hookup is an album, a throwback album. I probably like hooked this up ages ago, but like, um, I just went back to this album on a run this week. It's the weekend's um Beauty Behind the Madness 2015 album. is actually a banger. Oh, uh, okay, it's actually a
2: spicy album. <laughs> Um so my hookup today is a MacBook pro no I'm joking. Um <laughs> 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 my hookup is an is an old anime. Um it's on Netflix. Should be, anyways, I watched it there. Um Meiji, Maggie. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: i um I watched it back in the day and I watched Aladdin as well, which is kinda of like Aladdin comes before Magi. Um, but yeah, like quite a few of its clips have been popping up on my YouTube, and I've just been in that nostalgia. Nice. So yeah, that's that's the hook up
1: I've got a, I've got an update for Robert. On what? Well, so you keep asking me when was the last time I cried. <gasps> <laughs> uh, I think it was last, last Wednesday, Thursday. What happened? I was watching uh, Naruto the last, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, them Naruto and Hinata moments are emotional. Right?
0: I didn't like their relationship. It was like there was like nothing throughout the whole se- series, and then you get have, have have one movie, and now they're married.
1: Well, no, but then that was what they were highlighting was that it was there all along. But Hinata so shying into herself that you know. It... No,
0: it was there for her, not for him. He was so oblivious to her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then that—that's why that's why it was. I think that's why it was nice. It was like he's been oblivious to her this whole time, and it's like now nah, it's all clicking, and it's like yeah, yeah. He's a pagan. It was he- just the. It was like, oh, how are they gonna combine the Hyuga style with um, a gun? <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they do for every now to movie. Yep.
0: One well, new Rasengan every single time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one that one had me in tears a little bit. So
0: yeah. I'm actually. Spoiler alert, I'm actually gonna have a podcast episode. No of you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a special guest. I know the guest I'm gonna have. Um around the idea of crying and its importance as as, as an emotion.
1: Crying is so why so why not with us?
0: Because because I've got guests in mind for this one, it's gonna be a banger. The secret.
2: So are, are we not good enough?
0: Not for this conversation, uh,
2: oh say that. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so that. No. Just
0: because uh, so I just because the way I I I, I want to go good about good. it, it's you guys want to be the best cast for it. it. Yeah, you're not gonna listen anyway, so it's fine. It's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I will listen. that.
0: I'll probably get some side eyes like when you <laughs> when you hear the episode, but <laughs> that's a story for another day.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Cool. Um, shout out to Root for the intro outro music. Calvin turned for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at TheFurnaceUK. You can email us at tbsfurnacehotmail.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash The Blacksmith's Furnace apostrophe. On all good podcast websites and apps, The Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. I think that's it. Cool. Then I guess this is The Blacksmith's Furnace signing now.
1: Blah!